0: Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Lance Edwin Morgan, and we are here with the legendary Mr. Victor Costa. Mr. Costa, good morning, how are you? Good morning, I'm great today. We're so happy to be here with you. You are a living legend, you're a design legend, but you know what, it all had to start somewhere. Well, I was born in Houston, so it started here. That's right, you were born of very humble origins in the fifth ward. That's
2: right, we lived behind the grocery store. Behind the grocery store. We didn't have hot water. We didn't have a bathtub, so we heated the water on the stove and poured it in the tin tub to take a bath.
1: Well, as they wow. as they say in the cigarette ads, you've come a long way, baby. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> smoke, and you don't smoke. I don't smoke. But I've, one thing that I've learned about you, and it's so nice to know you. You're, you know, I grew up knowing you and knowing of you. You dress my mom. You dress uh, lots of girls. Probably your grandmother too. Em- no. <laughs> Uh, Well, maybe, you know, now that I think about it, uh, for a special occasion, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. actually for my brother's wedding. I think you did. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's great. That's a reveal moment for you, mister. But but what's fun to know about you is that you started your design career early as a child making paper doll dresses. Right. There's a good story there. We
2: uh, had a property at 2616 Travis There was a great big white mansion. And housing was very short supply in those days. And so my mother was very entrepreneurial and had her own gun. Uh, (laughs) Strong Texas woman. (laughs) We would collect rent there in those rooms on a Friday night. And on the property was a big interstate theater sign, the Metropolitan Theater, the Majestic Theater. So we got free tickets to the movies, and we could go twice a week and see all the but no MGM films because that was Lowe's. Uh, right. Oh, right. Lowe's wasn't one so of those. So I became indoctorated with Betty Grable, Joan Crawford, yada, yada, yada. So
1: 20th Century Fox and Warner Brothers, from what you're saying. Correct. Those films. Well, those were colorful
2: films. They were. And I'd get home, a little boy, and I'd say to my mommy, Mama, they don't have the dresses that were in that movie here on with my paper dolls. And she'd say, well, just sketch them, Victor, and color them with your Crayolas. And what I Wow. Did. Wow. And then I got the idea, there were no Barbie dolls then, that I wanted a doll for Christmas. And they wouldn't buy me a doll. I oh. wanted a doll with a bust, a waist, right. yada yada. Yeah. Sort of a muse. Yeah. So the, I had an old sheet. So I sketched the front, made her look like Betty Grable. Sketched the back, sewed, cut them out, sewed them together, stuffed them with wow. cotton. But then her head had no hair. So I took uh, rope, hemp, and make, put it in her and made curls. That's incredible. And so she looked like... And then I begged for scraps of fabric so I could make them close. So I was in there wanting to do this from a very from early age. From such a
1: young age. So what a driving passion that, that would be for you. It was. It was. Plus, I had a, a
2: very high, beautiful soprano voice. Okay. So there was a lady on um, KPRC radio mm-hmm. who had a radio show on Saturday mornings, um, an hour with Mrs. John Wesley Graham. And if you took voice lessons from her, you got on the air and you sang. So I sang lots of soprano songs, yes, as a child. Well, And
0: you were just telling me you sang some this past weekend.
2: Oh, yeah. I I take a voice lesson once a week so that I keep what's
1: left of my voice going. Keep your chops. Right. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. So what was it like to fast forward your dressing Joan Crawford paper dolls with your own designs to actually dress the woman Joan Crawford? What was that like?
2: Oh, that's a long, long... (laughs) time there that's she was when I started dressing Joan Crawford legitimately it happened this way Lord and Taylor had a buyer of the evening shop and her name was Joan Crawford okay but we sold the town shop more because they they had more dollars mm-hmm. and so the phone rang and the switchboard said uh, Joan Crawford's on line one I picked up the <laughs> phone I, hey Joan how are you today and she said do I know you I said, she said this is Joan Crawford. I said, oh, well, I'm so sorry because our buyer at Larden Taylor is named Joan Crawford. Make a long story short, she had seen an ad that morning and she called the store, I think it was Bonwitz, and they said they were out of the product that they'd sold out immediately. And huh. she wanted that. I said, "Miss Crawford, there are no more of them. And I said, just give me your number, I'll call you back. So I went to the Peace Goods Department to see if there was any fabric so I could cut her a special dress. Cause I w- adored movie stars. They were so inspirational. They took you to another place out of fifth ward for sure. Absolutely. So to make a long story short, I made her what she wanted. I went to visit her, um, in her apartment, which was a big story. Everything was covered in clear plastic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this it was, is the one that
1: she did with Alfred Steele. He was gone. He was gone by then. Yeah. yeah it
2: was okay. up on the, up on the upper East side on like East 68, mm-hmm. uh, everything was covered in clear plastic and i my wife had moved to houston because my daughter was asthmatic so goes the story and i had my son in new york with me he didn't want to leave the dalton school so he came with me
1: oh that's a fine young
2: man's school absolutely
1: only the best for the cost of right
2: he's got his degree from columbia his undergraduate and he works for the city of new york so he's a new yorker fantastic anyway we became friends um and she would um, ask my son when we got there, would you like a drink? And he said, sure, I'd like a Coca-Cola. And she said, we don't serve Coca-Cola. <laughs> so. Pepsi-Cola okay. He said, well, I, I hate Pepsi-Cola. I'm not going to drink it. He, he didn't know. It was a oh. right. 10-year-old or 12-year-old yeah. kid. Isn't that was sweet yeah mm-hmm. Anyway, there was, they were doing a series at Carnegie Hall, Great Ladies of the Screen. They did whoever was alive. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. Joan didn't have a dress. And so I agreed to make her a dress, and she taught me how Adrian fitted her and how her body had to go back into a deep V at her waistline.
1: Because of her broad back and shoulders, right? Correct.
2: Okay. So I made her this great dress, but I didn't do the hem. I was waiting to do the hem, and I said, Joan, I have to have the shoes you're wearing to do the hem. Right. She's very hesitant. Third time, third fitting, she comes out with these shoes that were covered in clear plastic. Black silk shoes covered in clear plastic. Wow. I said... Do you want to walk out in Carnegie Hall and have people laughing at you? <laughs> and she got very upset. So I took her to Bergdorf's, and we got her some black silk shoes, and I had a front row seat at the,
1: at the presentation.
2: It was it was a great thing.
1: Incredible. So Lord Taylor Bonwitz, Bergdorf's, I mean, you you hit it all back then. Right. Those were all the luxury stores.
2: Those luxury stores in those days went to Paris twice a year yeah, because right. there were no ready-to-wear Parisian designers. Mm-hmm. Most stores had a line-for-line promotion. Yes, You were able to buy the product, get the pattern, copy it legitimately, mm-hmm. and use the designer's name. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Dior was a little iffy, and you'd have to say Monsieur X or whatever. Right. But it was a great, great experience. Wow. And in print, John Fairchild in his book Chic... Uh, Savages. Chic Savages mm-hmm. calls me the best copyist in the world, mm-hmm. which is a great copy i mean a it's great a tremendous compliment, compliment isn't it yeah
1: because these are the greatest designers in the world adrian right obviously in the film world the greatest designer you know Dior. i mean these are yeah the best of the best that you're the best of the best and then of by.
2: course that very year my first trip to paris we went off to see the beginning of of rive gauche we went to saint laurent's first uh the store Rue de to Tournon. John okay. Loring ran that store. Did he? I yeah. Don't, but I was in Tiffany. there with uh, Diana Vreeland, mm-hmm. and she called me over, and she said, whatever you do, Victor, stick to this man. Stick to this man. And I said why I was working for this man. His son had left him to start a competitive business, mm-hmm. so he hired Eleanor Lambert to promote me.
1: The famous publicist who, who created the International Best Dress List as well. Right. Yeah. So
2: because of that, and she also started Press Week where they had mm-hmm. the shows. So mm-hmm. I was there. The first in my first year, I was showing at Press Week. She'd call and she'd say, wow. "You're going to be on Dinah Shore tomorrow morning. Get on." And I say, "But she's in California." Yeah, you're going to be on Dinah Shore tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd pack something that I thought Dinah Shore would wear, but they wouldn't let you wow. on unless you had a skill. So I sh- did a. S- sewing trick right uh, on camera A
1: demonstration that's incredible
2: right and she wore my dress and i got on the plane came back you can imagine how i felt back and forth Can't one imagine. day to, the, to right. the west coast yeah she yeah. had me on to tell the truth what's uh, my line uh, uh, i was on you everything. are on what's
0: my line that's lance's one of lance's favorite shows yeah. oh my gosh oh my gosh how how fun. Fun. Well, i'm gonna look up that episode. one of them
2: they had to they had to guess who my wife was right right well, i don't know which one that would be interesting it how was. exciting it was an exciting time yeah um my boss didn't like to talk on the phone, so I took all the calls—the presidents, the chairmen, the mm-hmm. buyers, the merchandise managers. I got to know everyone, and I did become, you know, quasi well known. Uh, but then the son, the prodigal son, returned. He had gone broke, gotcha, and so he was going to be the the new president of the company. And my boss, was
1: of the to... dress manufacturer, yeah. I thought, Do okay. I want to
2: work for this yes. kid who screwed bleep, his bleep, father? Bleep. Blah, yes. blah blah blah. Mm. And I just decided, well, I got on a plane. I went to Texas. There was an, a half-size manufacturer there who had some sewing machines right across from the bus station on South Lamar. In Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah. And they, uh, they seduced me to come to Dallas, which wasn't hard, uh, but it was a complete change. So in three weeks, I made a little collection, um, and I went to new york with them and the stores welcomed me with open arms lord and taylor gave me a thousand dresses Sachs gave me a thousand dresses the clothes were not expensive Mm -hmm. they were like made of wonderful fabric Mm -hmm. that was man-made
1: yeah test
2: tube fabric right so
1: it would be man-made silk man-made not silk okay
2: but um dupont fibers okay okay and then i would put something on the dress that the same button that Jeffrey Bean had used and cut crystal Swarovski right. and yada yes. yada. Yes. Yes. And so the first ad we had uh, in in February, we shipped the thousands of dresses to them, full page ad in the New York Times. It was a, a blowout sellout. It was just fantastic. Wow. So I just became the the head the head manufacturer for the. Mm-hmm. the places that I sold right by that time my Lord and Taylor buyer had gone to Saks Fifth Avenue as a merchandise Cal Ruttenstein you remember Cal? yes of
1: course of course he was a
2: great friend of mine yes yeah. absolutely and John Schumacher who had been at Lord and Taylor was right. now the chairman at Bonwit Teller and so these people it's like any other business it's mm-hmm. not what you know it's really who you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 so it was just I was just propelled into the limelight um, and I, I worked very hard very hard
1: I was going to say it's well-deserved by
2: far. Well, when I quit my job, my boss said, you're going to be back on your knees in three months. I said, dear Jesus, I hope not. But, <laughs> he obviously didn't know you very well
1: to say that. He didn't know that. me very or well. And then all
2: thing. of a sudden, all the French coutures had their own secondary lines, and they were sh- shipping, mm-hmm. and they didn't need me anymore to mm-hmm. copy them and, and promote them. Yeah. But I kept going to Paris uh, and copying But surreptitiously, I was always giving this guy a hundred bucks to get in the show, and he put me behind. In fact, I was at the entrance of the Saint Laurent show when it opened. I was there, and uh, what's that guy, the partner's name? Pierre. Pierre Pierre Belcher. Yes. He looked at me. He didn't know who I was. Anyway, he thought I was a merchandise (laughs) manager with a lot of money. And so I kept copying and kept copying and kept copying and, uh,
1: Now, were you sketching there? Is that how you, I have, doing a doing that? you have a photographic brain?
2: Memory. I, yeah. I would leave the wow. collections, go to my hotel room or suite yes. and spend an hour getting the, the idea of that show right. because the next show was coming up. Yeah. Incredible. The Intercontinental had the shows then, really one one after the other. Mm-hmm. They weren't big extravaganzas like they have today, right? With
1: all the thumpy music and the right, um, right. All the I did go scene. to the
2: Echo Champs Syndicale de Culture Parisienne, mm-hmm. where Saint Laurent and Lagerfeld went. Um, you were so, in good
1: stead going to yeah, learning with oh yeah. Well, Matt I worked Calum. at
2: Becker Jewelry, and I bet bought this beautiful marquee diamond. Mm. And we announced our engagement without telling her parents in yep. the paper. And uh, Giddings <laughs> took her photograph. That's right. Um, Giddings is still around. And then finally she decided it was wrong. So she gave me back my ring. Okay. I went to my boss, can I have my money back? He said, no. Oh. So I put it in the case. I worked Monday nights, Thursday nights, and Saturday. I kept showing the ring till I sold it. And it financed my trip to Paris and my last year of school Incredible. in Paris, France. And i sailed on the Queen Elizabeth.
1: Wow. Wow! What was
2: that like? Fabulous. Because I, I took oh, a late a late ticket, and so they didn't have any steerage. Mm-hmm. So they got me a, a nice, uh, a nice not suite, but a nice room. Yeah,
1: a nice stateroom. Wow,
2: that's yeah. incredible. Well, that's a great way to travel. And, they, and of course, on Sundays, they had <clears throat> high mass and, and with first class. So it, was,
1: that's, it was wonderful. You were in high cotton, as we say right. here in Texas. That's so there awesome. I was
2: in Paris with no money and didn't speak French, thinking the school would have somebody spoke English but they did not so I went to the Alliance Francaise at night to learn to speak French, so I could get my schooling done
1: incredible you are more than a self starter yeah I mean you're an inspiration for anyone who's listening to this that anything is possible if you work hard enough and you're diligent enough
2: well in those days the French couture showed every day in Uh other words you're a client you come to Paris they had a two o'clock show yes and I discovered that um um Givenchy's brother have, was married to a girl from Texas, oh. from Doubt. Oh, I had no and idea. so okay. I got in, in with that group, and I was allowed to pick up pins in the salon.
1: How No right. money,
2: but... Wow. Yeah.
1: And so you worked at Givenchy?
2: Well, I didn't really work there. I picked okay. up pins on gotcha. the Gotcha, okay. But you yes. observed and Right, and absorbed. I was married in saint Peace, if you know where that is. Uh-huh. It's the second largest mm-hmm. cathedral in in Paris, And... When she got off the boat, I had her wedding dress made, her veil made and everything, so we kind of skipped a chapter. We broke our engagement. Then she called or wrote later, four months later, that if she didn't come to marry me, she'd never want to see me again. So that's, so we got married.
1: Isn't that something? And
2: being Catholic, we didn't practice but control, so. we oui. We had a child uh, on the way, right away. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, Gucci, gotcha. So I had to get a job in a hurry.
1: Yeah, you had to support a family. Right.
2: Yeah, but we because when you're a student in Paris, it's phenomenal. If you have your student card, mm-hmm. you can go to the box office at the opera, comie, mm. or the, and get a 50-cent ticket to go to the opera. So my wife and I went to the opera, went to the ballet, uh. and one night there was a lady in front of me that had a, a dress on and I saw she wasn't buckled up properly. Oh. <laughs> and I said, I heard him speaking English. And I said, can I help you with your dress? And she looked at me. And I, said, I said, you're not buttoned up in the back. So I zipped her and buttoned her up. And his, his name was L.R. Samuels. He was very, um, very, she was fanny. She had retail stores. He, he, oh. he serviced the retail stores. And when I came to New York, he got me entree to visit, to meet all the like Cassini and yada, yep. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And All the Bill Blass in those days worked. All your worked, fellow biggies. Worked uh, in a place. Oscar worked in a place. They didn't use their names. Right. And so I sold sketches. Oleg would give me some swatches. I'd go home and make sketches. The next morning I'd come in. He, oh, he liked them, $2 a piece. So I was earning money that way. And selling shoes at Chandler's. And he had just dressed the first lady. She wasn't around yet. What year were the Kennedys? So the Kennedys 61. were sixty-one to
1: 63. Yeah. Yeah. So that was before the, the Kennedys then?
2: Right. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, definitely, because yeah. it was 1958 okay. 59 and 59.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
2: So finally I got a job designing bridal clothes, Yeah. and I made this. I was in a room like six by nine, had a table. I cut the dresses, designed and did them, and they put them in the showroom. Never gave me any credit. Oh, and boy. I woke up one morning, the New York Times had a beautiful picture of my dress with the headdress I'd made and this... Bustily look in the back mm-hmm. and it said an exact copy of what Mrs. Andrew Connergy was married in. Can you imagine the liar? So I, and that wasn't true. Went wasn't true. Went to the uh, find out what she was married in. She was married in a great flannel suit with chinchilla cuffs. Oh, cool. So I called <laughs> the New York Times and I said very to municipal. the New York Times, I told them who I was yeah. and I said I had I made that dress and she was married in a great flannel So You have to reprint retract. Yeah, yeah, that's a
1: retraction because yeah. yeah. the New York Times certainly in that day. That was, yeah. accuracy was everything.
2: Yeah, but this man, uh, he Murray Hamburger was his name. So he said, did you call up? Newspaper? I said, that's right. He said, get the out of here. You're wow. fired. Okay, I'm fired. Wow. And then you're on to the next? Next floor. Because everybody runs on top of each yeah. other.
0: Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs>
2: 498 7th Avenue. In the know, garment this, district. So I went down to another one. So I got another bridal job. And I was successful. And that's how it. told you this man called me and said, I hear you're hot. Blump, blump, blump. Yeah. And I, I've just been in the right place at the right time, and I tell you the key word in life is discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline. Yes. Amen. Keep your mouth shut, listen, and learn. Right.
1: That's what we. That's what we practice. <laughs> yes. What you preach, absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so that it was it was good. Um, we went. We went to dinner at uh, what's the famous restaurant in New York? Le Cirque. No. 21. 21. No. I got there so many great ones. La on Wee Okay. And I picked I knew up I I'd hit it. <laughs> I brought my Mustang and I would offered to drive my my uh, boss's wife and him home and of course she she could hardly get in the back seat of the Mustang. So the next day because he, she was
1: drunk or too large it's a very it's a small tiny pool, car. Four okay, people just to get our it. gotcha. So the next
2: day he said, <laughs> "That's never going to happen again." I said, "Why?" He said, "Go look." And so he had bought me a great big four door chocolate brown Mercedes. Wow. I said, This is yours.
1: How fantastic! Wow, yeah. what
2: a great boss. He was. He was very appreciative. And he, my son went to the Dalton School, you know, and the tuition was high then. Yeah. Uh, it was now never, it's like a hundred thousand a year yeah, or something. Yeah, it's nuts. And I'd say, Mr. Blauner, the tuition's due. I've got to. And throw me a paper bag loaded with cash Wow! because on the second floor they had all the dresses hanging mm-hmm. and people came and bought and paid cash yeah
1: of course isn't that what a so way i to never do made a lot of money but i lived like a king yeah absolutely well that also i'm sure inspired your design aesthetic too yeah. being around these great folks with great taste of means who you know that you're you're designing for you watch mrs. Maisel of course I was just about to ask you that okay you know that great big
2: apartment she yes, lives of in? yes of course. I lived, yes I lived in one of those buildings on Riverside Drive we had unbelievable the equivalent of five bedrooms yeah and four bathrooms and huge huge wow. and so the bridal manufacturer was paying the interior decorator to redo my apartment yeah the kitchen I had a black man who had three daughters. I made their wedding dresses. He redid the kitchen. Oh, nice! So I'm living in this rent-controlled apartment, which is quite, mm-hmm. quite beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, what do you think of the costumes on the Miraculous Mrs. Maisel?
2: I think they're a little homemade-looking. Okay. Um, but I think they do. They're indigenous of the period. Because she
1: quotes wearing Jacques Fath, and it, that doesn't. A lot of that stuff does Jacques not Fath seem. Jacques Fath would never make a homemade dress. Right. Exactly. Like That's that what I'm yet. thinking. He was a so. master of draping and so right. forth and so right. on. Right but
2: he never got into the line-for-line line business like Dior mm-hmm. and Saint Laurent. Right. And we never copied Chanel. Chanel was foreboden. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are for old ladies. Right. Right, right, right. In those days.
1: So who, do, so like looking at today's celebrities, are you inspired or influenced by any of the up-and-comers that you think? Well, I showed you in the
2: magazines. Yeah. A lot of these celebrities are wearing old clothes that I don't know where they come from. Yeah. Some that show up in an old Victor that's Twenty, thirty That's years right. old. That's it's right. That's right. complimentary. I don't get any credit. Well, there were classics too. Yeah. Right. They were what? They were there classics.
1: classics. Especially your crumb, your crumb catcher you dress. Know, when
2: you say a classic, pleated ruffles. That. Um, what's the girl who was teenager of the century at Yale?
1: Uh, oh. Um, yes. Come on. Teenager of the century at Yale. Let me think. Oh gosh. Recently?
2: No. Back in the Let's 80s.
1: See, Brooke Shields went That's to jail. It. Okay, we just interviewed, well, yeah, we interviewed yeah, her. Yeah, we interviewed yeah. her. She wore my crumb catcher.
2: I remember that. When she uh, I was that. chosen. Uh, and that fabric was a fantastic fabric. I mm-hmm. bought my son a ski jacket uh, in this iridescent fabric.
1: Yes, you did a lot of iridescence. Yeah, and I
2: found out because it was completely indestructible. I found out who the guy was, and his name was Arthur Kahn. And I called him, and I said... I love this fabric to make dresses. You can't make dresses. I do I said, he Watch he said besides, me. we have 1,000-yard minimums per color. Wow. So I admit this one dress was 10 yards in wow. the one dress with the pleated ruffle that uh, Brooke Shields wore. Right. Sachs put it in their catalog. They bought 500 pieces for the Christmas catalog, which was unheard of. Yeah. They sold out of them like that. I had fabric. We cut it. We made it in millions of colors. Yeah. And that fabric is so indestructible. I
1: just incredible? showed you People magazine. Had That's their, right.
2: I don't know maybe a 50 year old dress. Yeah. And I got a picture in the uh in my email yesterday. I don't know how you get a picture of my wife's email huh? of a white pleated ruffled oh. corsage and my dress was made of it. I don't even know who sent that. Interesting.
1: I, I've got a, well, you a, have so many fans and followers around the world. And the It's people, really amazing.
2: Yeah, Elsa Roseborough, you know her? Uh she modeled for me came yep. to market and yep. at every market she say Victor are you manufacturing this dress? And I'd say I don't think so. I haven't sold enough. Well, can I buy it? I said, Wow, sure. I mean, you want to work, work all day and just have yeah. this? Yeah,
1: she must have quite and a collection. So she
2: had like a, a I don't know, three or four hundred dresses. And wow. The, I wish I had known when she died but that she was getting rid of them. Yeah. So a lot of them are probably still on the internet because her, her yeah, they're still for sale. In our, our research, still yeah. Them, yeah.
1: You know, one of your famous dresses was the Holly Hunter dress in *Broadcast News*. That's
2: a story. Oh, well, let's Bert hear it. Bergdorf's cold. I was in, Houston, in in Dallas. And they said, there's this little girl here who's going to be in a movie, and she wants this polka dot dress, but she wants it long. And I said, she wants it long.
1: Because it was knee length or T length. Okay, gotcha.
2: I said, I don't make special clothes for special people. She wants to wear this dress in a movie. I said, who is she? Holly Hunter. I, I've never heard of her. That was I her thought,
1: first role. How could you have, right? I mean, she was, <laughs> and, I know. So I said, i tell you what.
2: I will take a... Uh, and measure how much fabric you need. And I'll give you the fabric to put it so around the bottom. So if you look carefully in the movie, you can see a seam all around. So they match
1: those polka dots?
2: Well, all over polka dots aren't that
1: hard oh, to match. Oh, okay, make. gotcha. Yes. Okay. Well, Again, more inside information right. from Victor Costa, right. who knew.
2: And I didn't realize how crucial it was in the movie that she wore very mannish, oversized clothes. And all of a sudden she wants to, mm, Yeah. are we allowed to Is use that word? Yeah,
1: right. she was her Cinderella dress. <laughs> That's what we're calling she it. She
2: wanted to seduce this guy. Yeah. And so she had her condoms in her purse, and she wore this beautiful crumb catcher, a sexy right. dress.
1: Yeah. Black and white is always good. So
2: I felt so bad because she was nominated for an Oscar. So I called. I got her on the phone. And I said, I'm, you know, I'd like to make you the dress to wear to the Oscar. She said, you would. And I said, yes. So I made her the crumb catcher in a gorgeous French lace that was all over re-embroidered with mm-hmm. paillettes. Yes. And she wore it to the Oscars, and she returned it.
1: You're kidding me. That never really? happens these days, as well, you well know. She well,
2: was, she was a real person. Yeah. She was not like the others. Right.
1: Not like yeah. the others. Yeah, she's a classic actress. Isn't that something?
2: Yes. So that's that's one one thing that was very interesting and ended up very
1: well. You know what's really fun is that you've dressed so many Texas women. Can you tell us about, I know Rob, is. we were talking about this on the way here, the Texas woman style and who she is and why you like dressing her and because you've done so well being based in dallas and now you're in houston and there's just so many really fun well fun when i designed to be honest with you i never
2: thought of a geographic location for okay, my customers okay, yeah that makes sense i just wanted to make beautiful clothes that looked right. like three times the price that a girl could wear it to a party and not not have to worry about spending a ransom
1: on the dress and right and still look beautiful and, and feel still, beautiful, and right? And still look beautiful. Of course, yeah. the
2: Texas women are very, very special. They're well-educated. They're well-behaved. They're well-dressed. And they're usually blonde, right? And they're interested in the arts. And they love this pay-for-play kind of charity. Charities,
1: Charities are big, though. Charities are big, Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, they want their picture in the paper. And they yeah. do And in
1: yeah. the magazines. Right.
2: Right. And so uh, there is a best-dressed list in Houston, Uh
1: and lots of great folks were on it, in and, and, and Houston and Dallas right, in particular. And that's great. And it's it's because of, I think it's an innate style as well as the style right. they choose to wear to, to show the world. Right. Wouldn't and you a think? A lot of
2: people feel sorry that Zach closed his business. Yeah, uh, I feel sorry for him because what he loved to do, he couldn't make a living in. But I, still, I think he still has his Brooks Brothers contract. I don't I think know. think he does too. Yeah, yeah. yeah he so does he's pretty got well an, with that. he's going to sail through. Yeah. I went to his showing three or four years ago when he showed here in mm-hmm. Houston, um, and all the dresses were beautiful, but they all looked alike. So, yeah. how many Zach Posens a woman going to buy right. at three right. thousand dollars? Exactly. So forth
1: and so That's forth. a good point.
2: But Cal Ruttenstein introduced him at Bloomingdale's years ago, and it was a beautiful ad. And I did knock off the dress, and it did sell.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs>
2: it, it never ends. I love that. You gotta. You you know they say, "Aren't you ashamed copying?" I said, "No, because I am." in the business of giving women the newness every season Mm -hmm. that they haven't had before because they ain't going to buy something like they have in their closet that's right
0: so can i ask you when you first started you know when you really started doing that and hitting your stripe what made you really believe that that women were ready for that or that the market was really ready for for people to for people to be able to wear that and want to wear that I'm willing to pay. What is that? Where, uh, where, um, where, where stuff that's um off the, that that's more ready to wear as opposed to right. Just, well, you know, having couture. brainwashed, having
2: copied Paris haute couture, mm-hmm. and seeing at a regular level how women would gravitate and buy it and spend their money, how would I not do that? I'd be foolish not to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, always copied the best. I remember uh, one evening at the Metropolitan Museum. Uh, there was Oscar and the co-hostess was Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. And I'm with the hierarchy from Neiman Marcus and I'm getting up to meet them. I shook Jackie's hand and spoke to her and then Oscar said, when are you going to stop copying me? But if you're going to continue, you would give me a royalty. And the uh, ex, the vice president of Neiman said to him, well, Oscar, when you start paying Dior and Saint Laurent for what you copy. and
1: Everyone's think, influenced by yes. everyone else, right? Well, he
2: copied just... Yeah. In fact, uh, Cunningham did a big article on those beautiful jackets that had flowers growing on them. Yes. He showed the original, he showed Oscars, and he showed mine. Yeah. He he was a good friend of mine, Bill.
1: Bill Cunningham, yeah. Yeah. A legend. Another legend. legend. You've known all the legends. All you legends know each other. Oh, he was a great guy. Yeah. He was completely.
0: What's your favorite Bill Cunningham story? Well,
2: he photographed my wife. She used to go to Paris and buy Couture He photographed her in that transition time when she hired uh, what's the little guy who made the slurs, the Jewish slurs?
1: Oh uh, um, ah yeah. uh, it's coming it's I, coming I'll blurt it out. sorry. it'll yeah. be blurted out
0: halfway through the story It's My okay. gosh, yeah anyway
2: yeah uh, he photographed her in a coat dress that uh, that this guy did yeah and, and he ran the picture like three times in the New York Times that so did different different things. interesting. And I just donated the dress to uh, North Texas. Um, to the, the, the... Costume. Yes. Well, or, Annette
1: is wonderful up there, isn't she? Uh, and Myra Walker, who used to Myra be Myra
2: was, was the one. Uh, and um, at, the near, at near the end, when I was closing my company, mm-hmm. uh, Loopy Murkison mm-hmm. got the idea that uh, the clothes should go to uh, North Texas. And that's really smart. So we had yeah. a great evening. We showed the clothes. And then at the end of it, we announced that this whole collection of 50 pieces was being donated to uh, North Texas... Um, well, how generous
1: for you to do that so that students and archivists can well, visit you know, it and learn from it?
2: Another cute story. Uh, I used to go to St. Louis twice a year and do the junior league shows. Mm-hmm. And then the lady who headed the department at Wash U, the fashion department, would come and get me. And I noticed this girl in the corner. Um, her name was Jane Smith. Okay. And I said, this girl is the star of the, the school. I met her parents, and my wife had left with my daughter to move to Houston because of her asthma, yep. and I offered my daughter's bedroom to this Jane Smith. Oh, okay. And, of course, my wife didn't like the idea. The bedroom was so beautiful. It had checkered pink and white on the ceiling. Oh, and wow. It was gorgeous. Um, and she wouldn't let Jane Smith live in the apartment, which broke my heart. But Jane did all right. She became
1: Carolyn Rome. Oh, of course! How fantastic! She worked for Oscar. Yeah, what a great designer herself, and a muse for so many She's folks. A muse, yes,
2: and what she is has a world? big property up uh, in New York State, not too far from where we, where we live. And I see her occasionally, and I, I buy her books. And I am in one. Well, her of latest the books.
1: book is fantastic. What's it called? The, it's Carolyn Rome. At home, I think it's. Not at home, but it's it's her design. It's a retrospective. It's pretty fantastic. It's brand new.
2: Well, the one I have has her has her curtains and mm-hmm. silk curtains in her apartment and everything. Yeah, it's sad that he left her, but I don't know. Yeah, wow. She was a big
1: talent. Yeah, she yeah. Big but talent. you
2: see, the clothes didn't sell. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. competitive
1: to Oscar, and right. people didn't latch on to them. Right. Yeah. So they would just as soon buy an Oscar at that price than a Carolyn Rome, is that what you're saying? I guess I'm saying that. Yeah. And
2: I don't know what these kids at Oscar are doing.
1: Um, the couple, the, the the duo, they're doing a pretty good job. Do you like what they're what you're seeing?
2: Well Jerry Ann just bought three of them at okay. Bergdorf's. Okay. I didn't like one of them at all because okay. the fabric looked cheap. But then gotcha. I found out that the the son-in-law is not letting them use fine fabrics. He's putting a limit on twenty dollars a yard. On, oh wow! On the fabric, really? really? They're, in, they're in the that's business what, to make money. Yeah, that's, that's what what for sure. That's Interesting. But still, she bought this um, two or
1: three outfits. Oh, good. Well, your wife is so beautiful and so stylish. She
2: looks pretty good. Doesn't she's she? always yeah, looks amazing. Good. She's gonna be 79. So she's
1: the spriest, youngest 79-year-old yeah. I know. We're going to the sure.
2: Adlers tonight, so she's gonna wear one of the new ones. That'll now. be fun. You don't. You need to get to know the Adlers. Okay. They have a great art collection. Okay. Great. They travel all over the world Bahia, and buy. Well, we love knowing new people. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll, have got a classic River Oaks house in the front. But when you go in the back, it's glass and modern art.
1: And, Ooh, that's and my kind of house. Those are wow factor Lots homes, as we like to call them. Yeah,
2: wild modern art. How cool though! Well, yeah. it
1: takes it takes all types of taste, doesn't We've it? We've traveled all over the world tonight, haven't we? And we sure um, have. I think you know what. In fact, I know that you've got your next event to go to, your next dress to design, and we're so thrilled. To have you, to be with you here today and to learn more about you.
2: Well, I hope I wasn't boring. Oh, no, my God. You're no. going to have to come back on because
1: we've only scratched the surface. Yeah, we'd love to have back? you as a guest will again. Will you come back sometime? Of course. Oh, we'd love course. to have you. If I'm in town. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's you can come to the <laughs> in the country. You can come to Upstate. Yeah, come New York, to Salado. Great. I love Upstate. Great guest New York. house. Oh,
2: yes, please. You come into the property, there's a guest house. You're in
1: Millbrook or where are you?
2: We are in Pauling, but we are in Quaker Hill. Okay. We're all the. Old houses have two front
1: doors, one yeah, for the women, one for the men. That's right, because of the religious yeah. aspect. Yep. Wow, how cool. We'd love yeah. to. We're absolutely. available. Absolutely. <laughs> whenever, 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 wherever we're there. Yes, absolutely.
2: Well, we you, we usually leave here for the for the big um, charity show in uh, the park, mm-hmm. in Central Park. Great. So that's usually the first week in May. Okay, good. So well, from we're May making it out on our calendar. October, we're out of here.
1: Lucky you to avoid the Texas heat. No yeah, kidding. It's miserable. It's, it can yeah, be. It sure can. It's miserable. Well, we're so excited to know you and to get to know you better and to share your story and your life's passion with our listeners and our readers. So well, thank I look you at so at your much.
2: Magazine, I think that Texas is lucky to have someone that well, you're is smart kind. enough to cover Austin, cover Houston, cover San Antonio, cover Dallas.
1: You're very kind. And wow. and and you know the other you states. You suck them all in. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> we get them when we keep them coming back. But <laughs> well, everyone, I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and just so happy to be here with the great Mr. Victor Costa with Success with Style,
0: and I am Rob Giardinelli signing
1: off, reminding you that great
0: style starts by having a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.
1: <laughs>